What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Flawed and Free Podcast. This is the place where we save souls and set the captives free from spiritual bondage in deliverance and spiritual warfare. My name is Apostle Tina, and our mission is to help you win the warfare in your life by equipping you to sever spiritual strongholds, break generational curses, and find freedom from your now to your next. Join our community of freedom fighters through transparency to transformation in Christ Jesus. Make sure you go now, like, subscribe, and share. God bless. Let's give people a chance to come in for a second. I have an announcement that I'm going to be making tonight um, as the Lord leads me. Um, as I partner with the Holy Spirit tonight, there's an assignment that he has placed upon my life. For not only myself, but for um, all of the flawed and free community and all of those that are partnered with myself and partnered with the Holy Ghost. So as you guys come on, um, I'll be preparing us for some of what he has discussed with me um, as we proceed in the days ahead. And... Um, let's see what the Holy Spirit has on his mind. I, I, I do have an idea. I have more than an idea. I've been consecrating most of the day. Hi, Krista G. How are you? God bless you. Um, and I didn't think I was going to make it here tonight. Hi, Essence. How are you? Um, but the Holy Spirit decided. <laughs> Hi, Sister Lena. How are you? Hello. Blessings, Nicole. Blessings, Tanisha. And so, please, 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 I have an announcement to make tonight. Please, um... Tag and tell a few friends. Um, let's see what <laughs> I have so much to say. I'm like, what, do, what, what am I saying first? I've been praying and consecrating today, fasting, seeking the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I made it too, Kristen. I'm glad I made it by the power of the Holy Ghost. We are here. We are here. Glory be to God. Jesus. Woo! Lord Jesus. My God. Consume. Consume me more and more. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what the Lord's going to do tonight, but I already feel him on me even now. So, y'all, my apologies. Hello, Brianna. Hello, hello, um, for whatever it is that he's going to bring forth today. I've been praying and meditating on the word today. I'm still stuck. I got a list of scriptures, okay? Like a whole list that we've been meditating on. Um, but he won't let me leave um, Ephesians today. He won't let me leave it. So um, as I was praying and seeking the Lord today, he said that for the next 21 days, he would like me to intercede 
for the men and women of God, not just the men, but not just the women, not just the women, but for the men as well. Um, and he wanted me to, this is personal and community. Okay. So some of this um, has something to do with some things he's given me instruction on. So I'm devising what's my instruction and what's your instruction. Um, and so as we proceed tonight, the first thing that he wanted me to um, make a priority over the next 21 days for our followers and our listeners, our freedom fighters everywhere is we're going to be dealing with marriages, marriages, but first our marriage to Christ. Okay. So we're going to be first delving in and diving into our responsibility as a bride of Christ and who God is as the bridegroom. Now, how that is going to be communicated, I don't know um, if there'll be lectures and teaching um, with prayer, but my assumption is it's going to be all of the above. Hello, Mr. Steele, how are you? So the first thing, so the overall umbrella of the next 21 days, we will be fasting, we will be warring, we will be praying, and we will be following the lead of the Holy Spirit. So we're talking and speaking and contending and warring and praying and prophesying all the things for the next 21 days. So I don't have any fancy flyers for you. I don't have any, any special email for you. I don't have no sign up, no registration, none of that. This is straight from the mouth of God to my ear and I must be obedient. So in addition to that, the next focus of marriage, we will be dealing with the men. So we'll deal with the men first um, as the heads of the household. Um, and then we will go to the next order, which is the women of God. And so we are speaking to the marriage of the kingdom. So we're talking about kingdom marriage. We ain't just talking about when to get your man, 30 days to get in your man um, and all of the things. We are coming here on flawed and free as many times as he calls me to come. So as of now, I come Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, I'll be coming on, on TikTok on Sundays here in the near future, adding to my Tuesday, Thursday schedule. But as long as he says, yes, show up, I will be here and he's already ahead of us. So for those that would like to fast and partner with us the next 21 days, the only instruction for you to do is to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, number one. And number two, turn down your plate. We will be turning down our plate and praying. We'll be turning down our plate and proceeding in the things of God as he leads us. So for me, that um, some days I will be dry. So some days I will not be eating, drinking anything. Um, as he leads me. And then some days I will be doing six to six, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, water only, um, water only from six to six. And then I will be breaking the fast, taking communion, um, and then um, coming to pray with you all. So I may even do communion with you all here live. We can do it together if you want. If that's a desire of yours um, for accountability, please put it in the chat right now. And there's several of you on here. There's about 15 of you on here now. So for those that know that I'm a regular, I usually come and listen and pray and partner with you. Find an accountability partner in the chat right now. 
I want you to look for somebody in the chat and say, hey, will you be my accountability partner? And how this is going to work is you're going to tag the person every time you see me live, right? So let's say Bits of B is on and she partners with Brianna Campbell. So every time she shows up to the live, she's going to tag Brittany. I mean, Brianna, okay? Every time Brianna comes to the, to the live, she's going to tag Bits of B, Okay, and I don't know your name. I'm saying <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at your, your your YouTube names. So this is how we will proceed in the next 21 days. So if you would like us to do communion together um, in, um, when we come on here, perfectly fine. I can wait um, between six and seven um, and do communion with you together since we are a community. Right. It just is only right. It's only right. Barbara. Good to meet you, Barbara. Good to see you. And so for everyone that is here for the next 21 days, that's what we're going to be doing. So we're going to be covering the topic of marriage and we're going to be dealing with each individual. So that includes every single that's coming on this live, everyone that's waiting on marriage, those that are engaged, those that are a uh, 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 girlfriend, boyfriend, like whatever you want to call yourself, those that are presently married, those that are married. And so that means it excludes no one. This is for men and women. We're going to cover your role and responsibility as the bride of Christ. We're also going to be touching on Jesus as our bride groom and then we will be touching on the men the head of the house and then we'll be touching on the women so this is over the next 21 days so put your seat belts on because we going in and we getting ready we are getting ready so i feel the lord i'm calling me to pray and tonight um, and I will speak and, and decree and declare some things over you guys tonight, over myself and all of those that are connected here tonight. And I'm excited about these next 21 days. There is major warfare going on right now. Major, major, major warfare. And for some of us, you might not see it now. It might look like everything's peachy cream and peachy keen and all good in the moment. But the enemy is searching and seeking and roaming and looking to see whom he may devour. Okay. So if it ain't today, it's in the near future. So we are praying offensively. We will be praying defensively. And so we're praying and storing up prayers and we're petitioning God and we're going in the word and we are coming out guns blazing. Okay. Guns blazing. That's what we finna do with, with no bells and whistles and none of that. Right. We are coming out guns blazing. So if you are experiencing warfare right now in your life, if you are being bust upside your head by the enemy, or if you feel like you smooth sailing, come partner with us over the next 21 days as we go forth in the things of God. So I'm excited to see what he's getting ready to do. Let's get into Ephesians 4, um, which is one of the first scriptures, um, first actually topics I want to talk about. The Lord has had me deep, deep, deep. The 21 day starts today. Well, actually, I won't say today um, because tomorrow I'll say tomorrow because I already started today. Um, and Nicole, because we're on Monday, Thursday anyway, um, we're going to continue that no matter what. 
We are going to continue that. And that being said, as the Lord leads, he may shift us. He may pivot us. We'll see what he has to say um, for fasting and praying and consecration. So it's actually going to start tomorrow, technically, because I started today. Um, but we can start. We can actually make it effective tomorrow. Um, so make sure you're fasting, even though you don't see me. Um, I'm going to do my best even to come in addition to Tuesday and Thursday. As the Lord leads me, I have a lot going on some of those other days anyway. Um, but we'll see because I didn't plan for this. This was the Holy Spirit's plan, not mine. So we'll see as it unfolds over the next 21 days. Glory be to God. So if you have your Bibles, please open them up to Ephesians 4. I've been in it all day. We've been praying and partnering all day in the realm of the Spirit. So Ephesians 4, I'm going to start with verse 1 um, because this entire chapter he's been having me to meditate on today. Um, and so I'm excited to share it with you. I pray that it blesses you. Glory be to God. And so as we begin, I'm reading out of KJV, but I'm going to probably um, go back and forth between translations um, into the Amplified version. So let's get into it. Let's go. So Ephesians 4, we see um, it, the it says prisoner of the Lord. Um, and I'm, I was looking at this today because the Lord just drew me to it and stopped me. I had this list of scriptures to meditate and press through and pray about today. And he sent me here and has not let me leave here. I skipped around in some other areas, but we're going to get started tonight into Ephesians 4 and pray through the scripture. One thing that's the most important thing that I want you guys to learn, if you don't already know, is the importance of praying prophecy. So you can speak and pray and prophesy over your life using the word and you can see it through completion in doing so. And so one of the things the Lord has been showing me as I've trained up other intercessors and things like that to see successful um, successful prayer strategies and success in prayer and what that looks like. And so on the topic of success, um, the Lord showed me, I asked the Lord a question today before we get into to, uh, verse one. I asked the Lord, I said, what does a successful marriage look like? What does a successful marriage look like? So we got people that are single here and are waiting on marriage. And so you might not have an example of, of a marriage that's thriving and healed and whole and doing well, or you may have had a bunch of bad examples in your life. And you're like, I don't know what's up and what's down on this side of saved. I, I see that the, you know, that the, that the husband is supposed to love the wife as he loves the church. What does that mean? Really? What does that look like? Really? And what is the wife's role and responsibility and partnering and seeking God with a submitting and serving and, 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 and showing up, right? Whether things are up, whether things are down, like what does that look like for the body? And so I think before we enter into marriage as the brides of Christ, we have to learn how to be good brides, right? Good wives to God. And so as we're servants to the Lord, the, the scripture speaks many times to becoming a bond servant to God. And so my question to God was, what does a successful marriage look like? Do I know what that is? Have I ever seen it? What, it, what is this? What is this? In, in the world of divorce, right? In the world of where everybody, if you don't wash a dish right, you don't wash a plate right. If you don't show up, 
and do what that person wants you to do, they at the courthouse, they at the courthouse, right? Ready to detach, ready to dis disconnect, ready to, to go. And so we see um, an increase of divorce, not only outside of the church, but even within the body, within the church body. And then with multiple marriages, we see a higher rate of divorce. And so it's like the church is like, stay, do this. And then the world says, do that. And it's like, well, what does the word say? What does the word say? How do you press through and persevere when you are being afflicted, when you are being broke down, when you are brokenhearted, when you are, how do you continue to submit to God? How do you continue to, to, to move forward in your vows? So I'm like, God, what does a successful marriage look like? And he said, most people are looking for happiness. Most people are looking for even me even me to make them happy. And so they get disappointed in my, in walking with me because they haven't um, seen the fullness of their life that they're expecting me to be the genie in a bottle. They haven't seen the promises they pray for. They haven't seen, um, they get discouraged in their journey and fasting and seeking me. And so then they begin to resent me. How many times have we seen people be very resentful, very resentful of God and who he is and why, why he does or doesn't do. And so even when you believe you are being hurt, afflicted, or pushed to the side, rejected, ignored, all of these things, will you still show up for God the way he shows up for you? Will you still take your vow to God seriously? That's outside of marriage as a wife in waiting, and that's inside of marriage as a wife that is um, in covenant, not only with God, but with their spouse. And he said, happiness is not it. If you are looking to partner with me and or a mate and you are looking to them to make you happy, that is the first failure. That is the first thing that will bring you to disappointment, to destruction and failure. He said, it's not happiness. You will never find your happiness in your mate and your spouse or in anyone else. But in coming to me, the Holy Spirit will show you, will train you, will teach you, will talk to you, and he will devise and guide your steps and order your steps so that you can properly steward the covenantal relationship. So we're going to be talking through some prayer over the next 21 days and a number of other things. But he said a successful marriage. Listen, 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 Linda, listen. Let me tell you what the Lord said. I hope y'all paying attention. He said a a successful marriage is the one that stays. The successful marriage is the one that stays. And I was like, ho, 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 wait a minute. What you saying to me right now? What are you saying to me through thick and thin, through the, through the grudges of the world, through the, through ups and downs, through financial stressors and struggles, through misunderstandings and miscommunications, through, 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 um, um, maybe you don't even recognize your spouse. Maybe, maybe they are, maybe they are belittling you, or maybe they are, are hurting you in some way, shape, fashion, or form. He said, success is found in the marriages that stay and the ones that stay because many of us are easily 
swayed to and fro in the wind by every single emotion, by every single thing that doesn't go our way, that doesn't feel good, that doesn't that doesn't meet our needs. And we can be very self-righteous. We can very, be very selfish in our relationship with Christ, first of all, because you have to be married to him first. You have to know how to be a bride before you become wedded in the natural realm. And so a lot of people are trying to falsify this sense of, of feeling of feeling a void, of being complete, of having companionship and not understanding how to meet God and become his companion, how to, how to grow and how to persevere and how to stay and to stay at his feet, to stay at his side, to stay in prayer, to continue fasting and not give up because on day three of your fast or five of your fast or seven of your fast, God didn't come through. And so you think, but remember the story of Daniel. Remember Daniel set forth to fast for 21 days and God, before he even spoke or uttered what he needed from God, he had already released that answer. So God is already assigning angels to the manifestation of what you need to carry out the completion of what he's put inside of you because the perfected finished works of Christ Jesus are already so they are already done. They are already complete. So before your husband comes, it's already so even as you are married, it is already so. And so the Lord is teaching us and showing us that no matter what you see, no matter what you say, that even if the outcome does not result in what you desire, that he will never withhold any good thing from you. God is very protective with the people of God. And so though we only see to the hill, he sees above and beyond the hill. And so you might think this is good for me, God. This is something I wanted. This is something that I desired. This is something your word says that man shall not be alone, right? That you gave him Eve, God. Okay. So why is it that I desire marriage, but I can't, I'm yet to be found or I'm married and I'm struggling to stay. And God is, you're saying, well, this doesn't look like a successful marriage because I'm getting beat down every day. I'm getting bust upside my head every day. Now pray. Now I ain't talking about naturally. And I ain't talking about abuse. Abuse is a whole nother thing. And there's different types of abuse. There's emotional abuse, there's verbal abuse, there's physical abuse. So I am not telling any one of you to endure abuse because God said, that's okay. That is not okay. Okay. That is not okay. God will find a way of escape for you because he does not want to see his sons nor his daughters hurt. Okay. And so he won't have you praying amiss. He won't have you over here getting drug up the, up the steps and around the corner in the name of marriage or in the name of love. This is not the love that he has for the church. And this is why we must understand God's love first, his agape love, his unconditional love, because this is the love that you should be looking for in a mate. This is the love that you should be, not what do they do for you? not how they make you feel, not because they are a believer, a Christian, a son of God, that doesn't make you equally yoked. That doesn't make you compatible. That doesn't mean that it's your companion because you both go to church, because you both pray, because you both believe in God. That does not make you equally yoked. 
There are a number of things that you must discern and seek God about so that he can reveal the heart of him. Because once you begin to really master the master and learn the master's heart, then you will be able to properly discern the heart of the man and or the woman, if you're a man watching, the woman that God will connect you to, that God will bring you into covenant with, that God will align for your assignment. Because remember, your marriage is for or God, even as a single woman or single man of God, your assignment is connected to what he has commissioned. So if your marriage does not align with God's commission, then you will not be able to function under the ordinances, under the power of the Holy Spirit, and under all of the things that God is calling you to. And so you will idolize marriage. You will idolize the woman in the marriage. You will idolize the man in the marriage over God because you're praying, fasting, seeking for the companionship, for the partner, and you you have not truly built your intimacy and your relationship with him. And so you're, you'll miss, you'll get deceived by counterfeits. You will miss what God is really trying to show you, what God is really saying to you. So we're going to talk about a successful marriage in Christ with Christ as a bride of Christ. And we're going to talk about successful marriage in marriage with a spouse. So if you are married, this is for you. If you're single, this is for you because we're going to be diving deep and going further into this, right? As the Lord leads us, he's going to show us that success is found in those that stay because sometimes we lead prematurely. God might be calling you to cover that person, to carry that person in prayer, to assist them, to support them, to right now, I'm not saying make them your savior. You don't make your partner your savior. There's only one savior and he's seated in heavenly places. He's in heaven. And so there's only one. So you cannot save someone. They have to want to be saved. So then don't be playing captain. Nobody put your capes away. Don't let your capes be flapping in the wind. And I'm talking to both men and women because you think because God has made you so righteous and so holy that you must bring forth the man to God or you must bring the woman to God in order to build and to advance the kingdom. Doesn't work like that. You both must be seeking God righteously, wholeheartedly, and be committed and consistent. Okay. Just as you would in your singleness, you need to also be doing that inside of your marriage. And no matter what you see or you don't see, it does not take away your responsibility, your vow, your the, that you made before God, because remember you made a vow to him first until he releases you. And so until you are released, until God has said, okay, daughter, okay, son, you are free to go. I am severing this tie. I am allowing this to happen. And and you must go your way. You must continue to pray. So you cannot, I know, listen, dying to yourself hurts. It not only hurts for yourself, but it hurts even more in marriage. Okay. Dying to yourself because you're not, you're, when two become one, you become one soul, one spirit. So watch who you marry because you will connect to what's in their soul. You're going to connect 
to the things that they're battling with, to the things their family's battling with. You more, you're going to deal with the iniquity of the bloodline. Take your time, single saints. Please hear me when I tell you, because you will not be able to endure the warfare that comes in connecting and covenant. You might as well double it. Okay. So whatever you feel like you're going through now as a single man or woman of God, when you connect and commune in covenant, you experience double the trouble. Okay. But God will give you double the reward if you really seek him and really search him for the plan for the way and the and how to pray okay so your prayer life is going to be so important for you to keep your sanity and for you to have a successful marriage because remember i told you the lord told me today that successful marriages aren't the ones that make them happy aren't the ones that give you the soft life aren't the ones that buy you bags and bags and toys and cars and not the one no 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 it is the ones that stay it is the ones that endure it is the ones that persevere it is the ones that partner in prayer it is the ones that fight back the powers of darkness together it is the one because it's not just on the head of one so wives it's not just your priest it's not just your husband's responsibility to cover you to pray and to partner it is yours as well wives it is not your burden it is not your responsibility to take on the fullness of the home because you are subject and submitted to god first and then your husband second and so you cannot super supersede the natural order nor the spiritual order and you cannot idolize the man or the marriage or the promises of God and be over him because what happens is you are not able to be successful to stay because you will get in your flesh and your flesh can't sustain your flesh can't take it your flesh has a has, it has zero tolerance okay <laughs> your flesh has zero tolerance. Baby, it can't hold. Don't lean on your flesh. I'm telling you, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit and, and deny the things of the flesh because there is no way, no way, no how that you are going to be able to endure, that you are going to be able to sustain, that you are going to be able to maintain, not only for yourself, but for your household, for your children. And let's not forget that your marriage is connected to a predestined plan. There's a predestined plan that God has that has nothing to do with you, baby. I hate to break it down to you, sis. I hate to break it down to you, brother. But your destiny and the success of your marriage is not for you. It's not for you to have Valentine's pictures. It's not for you to have engagement pictures and photos. It's not for you to, to, to be online like my man, my man, my man, my man. But it is for the kingdom purpose, which is so much bigger than you. This is why when one falls, when God brings two souls together, and he makes them one flesh. This is why you must be careful about who you come into covenant with. And I'm not just talking about marriage. I'm talking about friendship and everything else, but we're not talking about that today. We ain't talking about the next 21 days. We are talking about marriage and we're talking about the responsibility. Listen, if I'm talking good, y'all, y'all share this right now, tag somebody and say, Hey, you need to get in here. You need to partner with us for the next 20, 21 days. 
We are going to be sending up fire to the heavenly realm. We're going to dismantle the assignment of Satan, not only for ourselves. Sometimes we get selfish in prayer and we forget about the mandate and the mission of many in the earth. And so your marriage is not for you. Your marriage ain't for him. Your marriage or for her, but your marriage is, there's an assignment on the union. There's an assignment in the covenant. There's an assignment. So just as God has assigned you in covenant with him as the bride, there's also an assignment on the marriage. And so this isn't about who put the dishes away. This isn't about who, who, who didn't cut the TV off last night. This isn't about any of that. And this is why Satan is destroying marriage. This is why he is destroying the people of God. This is like not for play play y'all. Like this is not like as intercessors, we must come together and we must begin to war, not just for ourselves selfishly, but for the marriages and the success of other marriages of friends, family, partners, business relationships, friends, all all the people, even strangers, people that you don't know, because what you don't know is people is tussling out in these streets. They are tussling not only for their lives personally, but they are tussling on behalf of their spouses. They are tussling for the covenant contracts that God has given them. They are warring. They are praying. Take it from me. Put me on the list because I'm not exempt. I'm talking to you from experience. I'm talking to you. Y'all know I'm real transparent. I'm real raw. I'm real real. And I don't have to get up here and lay out all my dirty laundry, but I'm going to tell you 100, keep it a whole buck. And I'm going to be truthful and honest today, tomorrow, to the end of time. One thing people can never say about me is that I'm a liar. Because baby, I'm far from a liar. I tell the truth that the truth so much that it hurts. The truth so much. I tell myself the truth. The truth is so the truth be hurting me so bad, cutting me so bad. I be like, my God, it was you, sis. It was you. I tell myself, I be looking in the mirror like you chose that. You did that. Why did you say that? Why did you go there? Why did you accept that? Why, 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 why? And this is how we open up the door to allowing God to then meet our hearts and then begin to filter and then formulate and transform in the likeness and the image of him. Not what we think, not what we feel, because I'm telling you now. If you are waiting to feel something, if you are waiting to feel like praying, if you're waiting to feel like meditating in the word, if you're waiting on your spouse to acknowledge you, to affirm you, you're going to be waiting a long time. You got to take these things to the spirit of God because our fight is not with flesh and blood. Our fight is against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Hear me, hear ye, hear what I say to you. You think it's your boss attacking you. You think it's your friend attacking you. You think it's your wife attacking you. You think it's your husband attacking you, but it is a spirit. This is a spiritual war, believe it or not. And it's a sign to destroy your destiny. It's a sign to destroy his destiny. It's a sign to hinder the souls that are attached to that marriage. It's a sign to hinder the souls that were called for you to gather, the souls that you were supposed to harvest individually and collectively. So 
Ephesians 4 and 1, I think I'm ready now as I plant, as I've laid the foundation and the soil down for you. I've been meditating all day and I'm excited to share with you that I love this thing grabbed me so good today, so good, so good. And I'm going to share it with you all tonight. Ephesians chapter 4, 1, if you open up your Bible with me, it says, I am reading out of KJV version. It says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. That first sentence says a lot. And for those that don't understand KJV and struggle with KJV, don't worry. We're going to look in the Amplified. But before we get into two, it says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord, my God. And I know some of you are like, prisoner? Why would I be a prisoner of the Lord? Listen, that's where you want to be. You want to be captive to Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hear me. You'd rather be captive to Christ than captive to Satan because Satan brings bondage. Satan brings bondage, but Jesus brings commissioning. Jesus brings completion. Jesus brings a lot to becoming a prisoner of God. So he's saying here in verse one that beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. So there's a calling on your life. And your calling can only come into completion if you are fully yielded, come on, submitted, surrender to God. So you can't submit to a man. You can't submit to anything until you learn how to be a prisoner of the Lord. So you learn how to be a real servant of God. Now, verse two says, with all lowliness and meekness, come on, come on, come on, come on, for the ones that are all about the feminine energy, for the ones that are are feminists and are against it, right? For the ones that feel like, oh, we got to be strong. We got to be tough. We got to be this. We got to be that. But the Lord is giving us a blueprint with how we should operate and move as servants and as faithful servants, as prisoners of the Lord. He says with lowliness and meekness. So this doesn't mean this, that's humility, right? This doesn't mean, this doesn't mean that, that you, um, that you let somebody um, hover and 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 um, degrade and um, belittle you, right? That's not humility. That's not meekness. Okay, that's not what that is. And so the Lord will show you what meekness is, what that looks like, and how to move in love. But as we continue with verse two, it says, "With long suffering." And this is what I'm trying to tell you, saints of God. He said a successful marriage is the one that stays. And so we already see that long suffering is your portion, not only as a single man, not only as a single woman of God in marriage, outside of marriage, waiting on marriage, but long suffering, no matter what is a part of your walk and your journey with Christ. So don't think that because you partnered with a mate that they're going to take the suffering away. So for some of us, it might look like financial strain or someone to carry the weight of the household. I can't wait till somebody can share these bills and we share these kids and share these, um, share the weight of my assignment. 
of my ministry. It Listen, listen, Linda, when you partner with somebody, you don't lose your relationship with God. He still is the head. So though you're submitting to a head, there's still a bigger head that both the man and the woman submit to, but there will be long suffering. Hate to break it to you. Right? You thought when you crossed over and became a Christian, it was going to be smooth sailing, huh? You thought, oh, we just, I love God. I'm Listen, how many of y'all was on fire for God? You was living and breathing, God. You was rolling over saying good morning to God and all of those things. And over time, as the warfare came, over time, as you began, your mind began to be attacked. Over time, the familiarity of who God is or who he was in a season is wore off. That's what happens when you get into a relationship with someone. The familiarity will then begin to get you to dishonor, will then begin to get you to disrespect, will then begin to get you to come out of alignment with God because you think, oh, he's going to always be here. She's always going to be here. And we even use God in that same way. We even do this with our Lord and Savior. Well, he promised me he would never leave me nor forsake me. Well, isn't that what grace is for? Well, I could just repent. If I do wrong, if I don't feel like dying to my flesh today, then I can just do wrong. But oh, contrary, my frere, I'm here to tell you that Satan is waiting. Hey, hey, Satan is watching and he is looking for weaknesses. He is looking for loopholes. He is looking for any area that he can devour. The word says he's searching to and fro, looking for whom he may devour. So he does not stop looking for a door. He does not stop looking for a window. He does not stop looking for a way in. And it Hey y'all, it's Apostle Tina here with exciting news. I have written and published my first hardback and paperback journal called Interpreting Dreams with the King. This journal has over 250 plus pages to teach you how to go to God for yourself and interpret your daily dreams. Many don't know that dream journaling is a way to intimately connect understand and communicate with God. It is also a way to dismantle the plots of Satan and take back your dream life. This journal covers all of this. Plus, you will receive a 21-day step-by-step guided template to help you on your journey to interpreting dreams God's way. You can purchase yours today on Amazon. Links are in the description box. And once you get your book in hand, make sure to scan the QR code on the back to find out how you can become a part of the Journaling with Jesus community group. God bless. You get too comfortable. Y'all know how we get in a relationship. He minds, I'm his. I got a ring. If you like a day, shut up, have a ring on it. Hey, you know, and I don't, I don't advocate for Beyonce, but y'all know what it is. But we get comfortable, we get familiar, right? And so we be moving around as if this person ain't going nowhere. Are they gonna put up with the B, you know, S? Okay, like they just gonna do it. And it's unfortunate, right? Like it's 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 
it's unfortunate, right? It's it's but it's real, but it's the truth. But but it is what it is. Like we just think that we can just pour and and pull and just do what we desire and what we want, and we can't do that for God, and we sure can't do that in a marriage. And so long suffering will be a part of your process in and outside of your bride of your relationship as a bride of Christ and as a bride um, and or to your spouse, right? So forbearing one another in love. We're still in verse two of Ephesians chapter four. And so after it says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. We know that love does what God, what does it do? It covers a multitude of sins. Love, love, love. You don't know love until you love somebody who don't love you back. You don't know love until somebody hurts you to the height of of, of hurting to the height of, of anything and you still love them, but you cannot love them from your reserve and you definitely cannot love them from your flesh. You must learn how to love with the heart of the father. And, and because that is the only way you're going to be successful. So you have to love with his love. His love is agape love. It's unconditional love and it's love. And if you think about it, let's really think about this saints. Let's think about this. How many times, how many times have we started a journey with God? We professed our love to God. We received the Lord in our heart and we said, God, I'm going to spend time with you. God, I'm going to start reading my Bible on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Lord, I'm going to start praying and, and seeing you in the morning and seeing you before I go to bed. And over time, we begin to get familiar. We begin to get comfortable. Then we get busy and we don't have time for God anymore. We don't have time to meditate in the world. We're too busy. And all of these things are more important than what God is, is saying, what God is doing, where God is at. And we no longer want to meet God. The same is so in a marriage. And so you must discern the things that even when you stray, even when you leave and think about it, if you're married, will you go days without talking to your spouse? Will you, will you go, if you're, if you are in a relationship, let's even, let's, let's, let's bring it down to friendship. Okay. And you have a friend and you're, you haven't talked to your friend in months. You ain't picked the phone and called them. You ain't checked on them. You ain't asked how they was doing. You don't know nothing about your friend that you claim to love, that you claim to care for, that you called your bestie and all of the things. Who does that? We sometimes uphold natural relationships in a higher regard than we do our spiritual relationships. And so we'll be like, oh, God will be there. Oh, he'll be there when I call. Who wants that? Nobody, even in a relationship, when you're getting to know someone, even in the early stages, if you're meeting a new beau, a new guy, a new girl, a new gal, and you're trying to get to know them, what you going to do? You're going to call them every day. You're going to text them every day. You're going to see, did you eat today? Did you, did you rest well last night? Did you, how was your day? Are you doing good? you're doing bad, you need some help, you need some prayer, right? This is what covenant looks like, intimacy with Christ, intimacy and relationship. And so in your in your in your relationship with the man or the woman of God, we we then tend to fall away from these things, right? We tend to then not move in God's love. And so God 
even when we do these things to him, because baby, we do. I can't tell you not a person on this live, in this room, in my life that has not been guilty. And I don't want you to be guilty because we can, where there's no, there's no condemnation through Christ, in Christ Jesus. Okay. There's now therefore no condemnation in him, but nonetheless, we repent, we give it to God, we keep it pushing, but there's not one of you that has not been guilty or, or been a party or a partner of this, where we just thought God will be there when I come come back. He'll be there a month from now. He'll be there in a couple of days from now. You woke up, you went to bed, you woke up to went to bed. You didn't ask God nothing. Good morning. Good night. How was your day? Uh, is there anything that you need? Uh, are you in good? You, you, you ain't ask nothing. And the same is so in your sense. So the Lord will show you as in the scripture, it says forbearing one another in love. So learning to love with the heart of the father is a different kind of love. That ain't a love, you know, I'm telling you, it ain't, I, 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 you, some people love dogs, right? Some people love chocolate, right? And some people have a love hate relationship with certain things. So you could be in love one day and out of love the next day. So don't even rely on your flesh and your, your spirit to show you how to love. You have to learn because when we stray from God, when we go against God, he's still there with open arms. It could be years. It could be months. It could be whatever. And God don't treat you different. He don't hold no account to what you have done. And we will hold people to the cross. Baby, we will leave them jokers there. Baby, they died on that cross and they ain't getting down. We will continue to be like, but remember when you lied to me. But remember when, you know, I forgive you, but, you know, if you do this again. And God is like, well, I forget. He said, forgive 70 times seven. Okay. And you over here giving somebody one chance, two chances, three chances. And who is you, sis? Who is you? Like, who are you to be, oh, I, I, you, I, I'm going to give you one, one chance to mess this up. I give you one chance with me and it's cancel. All about the cancel culture. I don't want to be, listen, like you ain't Jesus. Even Jesus himself forgives over and over and over. This ain't what we're here to do. So we're going forward in verse three. If you're still reading your Bibles, it says endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And so we know that unification and unity is God. So anywhere that there's division, that there's discord, that there's divorce, that God has commissioned and called the people of God to remain in unity and in peace. And so in verse three, it says, and how do you do that? It says of the spirit, not your flesh, not if they, if they got a haircut and they looking good this week, not if they didn't made you mad and they're worthy of receiving or walking in peace with you, but in the spirit. And so if we go to verse four, it says there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Verse five says one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace. Thank God for grace, my God. According to the measure of the gift of Christ, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. Okay, so he took captivity from your life 
and he gave gifts unto men. So verse nine goes to speak to more, but let's go into the amplified version because I'm a pause right there. And I'm a reread this in the amplified version um, for those that maybe picked up some things and maybe not picked up a few things from that scriptural reading. So out of the amplified version, it says unity of the spirit. <laughs> so we know that we're supposed to be unified in covenant and communion and in unity with Christ. So verse one says, so I, the prisoner for the Lord appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. My God, there's a calling on your life. Prophesy that over yourself right now. You can utilize this scripture by saying, Lord, I stand on the government of God and I legislate your word right now. Follow me as I recite and repeat the word and prophesy over myself. Raise your hand as we prophesy over ourselves that we have been called, that we appeal to the Lord to live a life that is worthy of the calling to which we have been called. Father, may we come into our calling with you unified in the spirit. If you want to type it in the chat, you might still have your hand raised high, but you have been called to unity with the spirit of the living God. And so in the brackets, in the amplified version, it says that is to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior. My God, a life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. So we should be in gratitude to God for who he is and what he has done for us by giving us the gift of salvation. And so verse two says, with all humility, I'm in the brackets now on the Amplified version. It says, forsaking self-righteousness. I think I didn't turn the corner and I think I am now on the street, on your block, and I think I'm pulling up in front of your house. Which one of y'all is it? Is it me? Is it you? Who is it on here? But the word of God says here with all humility. So we know that God makes it clear that the precedence, the priority before moving in, in the things of God is humility. That humility is key. This is why pride is so dangerous in relationships. Why pride comes is the destruction before the fall. This is, this is why pride has brought many to the their knees and it has devoured the enemy has used pride to devour many people and so humility is one of the precedents is one of the priority is one of the things that god lists first god is very intentional about his word and it's a reason why he put here humility first but it says with all humility forsaking self-righteousness so sometimes we get real high and pious and mighty with ourselves and we begin to think well i did the work you do the work i went through my deliverance you get delivered you know, I pray and fast every day. I pray and fast. I pray for 12 hours straight. Can you, you know, or all of the things, right? Like, you know, well, well, what is your, you know, fasting life? What is your prayer life? What is, what is, you know, do you watch movies? Oh my God, you watch Netflix. You're going, oh, you're going to hell. Cause I don't watch TV. Cause me and God like this, we locked in and we ain't switching up. So, you know, I, you know, I be in my Bible. So, you know, I'm sorry for you sis i need you to pull back the reins let's pull back the reins okay because self-righteousness don't get you nowhere self-righteousness makes you very prideful um and then we move into verse two it says and gentleness maintaining self-control that is one of the fruits of the spirit 
Self-control is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So when your husband is talking crazy, he talking cray cray to you. He talking like he like he talking to one of the kids, and you give that whole um, what is it, Scooby Doo look? You know how Scooby Doo was like. He was like, and y'all, I know, I'm telling my age. Y'all might not know about Scooby-Doo, but I used to watch Scooby-Doo back in the day. And Scooby-Doo, when he heard something or saw something that wasn't right, listen, he couldn't scratch his head because he was a dog. He had paws. But I'm sure he wanted to put his paws on a few people. <laughs> because when he used to see something or hear something, Scooby-Doo would be like, ruh, ruh. Baby, listen, the man or the woman of God be talking out the side of their neck to you and you be looking around like, huh, is there, is there a child in the room? Is there a kid in the room? Did the dog walk in the room and I just didn't see him? Or, or, or what just happened, right? Because he didn't straight up pull up on you. And so you must learn how to maintain your self-control, okay? You can't pop off. You can't be Peter pop off, right? Because the man of God or the woman of God then then got slick at the mouth, right? You can't, you be like, wait, 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 wait. I thought, I thought you was a woman of God. I thought you was a man of God. This don't seem very godly right now. Okay. So at the end of the day, self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. And so this is why being unified in the spirit is important because there is no way that you will be able to contend with Satan outside of the spirit because there's a spirit operating. This is spiritual. This is speaking of spiritual legalities and so much more. Listen, I'm, I want to go in on this, but I'm going to keep going. It says with patience, bearing with one another. My God, my God, my God, my God, who needs a little more patience in their life? Who needs a little more patience in your life? And before you say it's me, it's me, oh Lord, it's me. I need patience. I'm going to tell you to walk very carefully. I know I'm walking heavy right now. I know I'm speaking to you and you're like, oh Jesus, I could use some more patience. But just when you ask him for patience, it's going to be tested. Did you hear what I said? As soon as you ask God for patience, it's going to be tested because in order to grow, to mature, to build a muscle, it must be used. It must be strengthened. It must be. And so patience is a muscle that must grow. And so in order to grow, not only spiritually or in any other area of your life, you must do, you must go. This is why God says that we should be doers of the word and not hearers of the word, because you could go to the church house all day long. You could show up on Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday Saturday, or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's a song. Saturday. I don't know who sang it. I can't remember. But you could be in the church house five days, seven days, two days, three days, one day, whatever it is. And if you just hear the word and you don't apply the word, okay, then you can't grow and train that muscle. And so even patience will be tested and you must do the thing that requires you or be in the midst of the thing or the situation or the circumstance that's going to require you to exercise patience. Why do you think, saints, that the people of God say exercise patience? Oh, you thought, <laughs> I, I'm going to mess y'all up. You thought that <laughs> exercising patience means was watching somebody be patient. 
Is that what you thought? Is that what you thought? Did you think that exercising patience meant watching YouTube to learn patience? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That means doing, moving, active, activation. Activation, okay? So patience, my God, let me not go left field with that because I feel the word of the Lord beginning to take me a whole nother place. Let's stay on fact. Let's stay on track. Bearing with one another in unselfish love. There it is again. There it is again. I need to look and see how many times love is in the Bible. I need to look because everywhere you turn, God is speaking to love. Everywhere you turn, God's talking about love. God is talking about love. God is talking about love. God is talking about love. Just keep that in the back of your mind when you begin to meditate and read in the word. And as you begin to read, I don't care if you in Genesis, Revelation, Ephesians, Ecclesiastes, Colossians, you are going to find the word love in, through, around, about. You cannot get away with it because it is also as well as humility amongst other um, characteristics of Christ. It is one of the main features. It is one of the main, main features. So the Lord says here in this amplified version, bearing with one another in unselfish love. Not only love, but being unselfish. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go to verse three. Make every effort to keep the oneness. Ha, 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 ha. Oneness. So there is no two. So even when you get married, you're one. Two become one. You're one in the spirit. Your souls are one. You now have become one with this partner, with this person that you are in covenant with. So when you come in the covenant with Christ, you become one with him. And it's the spirit of God in which you join as a bride of Christ, as a man or woman of God. So it says, make every effort to keep the oneness of the spirit in the bond of peace. Each individual working together to make the whole successful. Hey, hey, hey. There we go right there. What did I say earlier tonight? For those that came on late, for those that just sliding through, I said a successful marriage is for those that stay. Because even the Lord says even here that, let's see, make the whole successful, each individual working together. And so together means two. Together, he didn't say one. He didn't say solo. He didn't say you. He didn't say me. He said He didn't say one. He said together, working together to make the whole successful. So if you want to see your marriage whole and healed and happy, right? It might not always be happy. Happy is an emotion. Happiness comes and goes. Happiness is not one of the fruits of the spirit. There's none of them and happiness is not one. So go check it out. Go look it up. It ain't there. Happiness don't exist. So if you're looking for happiness... It, you ain't gonna find it, okay? Let, you ain't gonna, you gonna find it in God, okay? You find it in God, let, let, okay? Find it there, right? But you can't look to someone or a situation or even a place or an organization, any of the things to make you happy. And so when we work together, we become a whole. When the body of Christ works together, we become a whole. When, when we're working together, that's where we see success. So chapter four says, there is one body of believers and one spirit, just as you are called to one hope when called to salvation, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of us all who is sovereign over all and working through all and living in all. So not only is he above, 
below, next to, around. Listen, he's covering, he's surrounding, and he's hovering, right? So it says in all areas, it says all working through and in, right? Living in all. Verse seven says, yet grace, my God, grace is important. Grace, which is God's undeserved favor. And so many of us are living, moving, and breathing under the guise of God's grace. Not because you're special, not because you read your Bible every day, not because you're owed it, because you're not but we are all living, breathing, and moving in God's grace and whatever measure Christ gives it. It is up to him to give the measure of grace to you, and it is a gift. It is not owed to you. It does not belong to you. It is not for you to do what you want to do with it. So those that abuse grace, well, there's grace for this. There's grace for that. You can smoke. You can drink. You could do this. You could do that, and God's grace will cover you. That's a lie. Don't believe the saints that believe that, but grace is given as a gift. God loves you so much that even when you falter, even when you fail, even when you stumble, even when you fall, that his grace is the undeserved measure that he extends, that he releases, that he gives it to you, but it is not deserving. Okay. So you can't work for grace. You can't earn grace, but grace is just what God gifts and gives right by his favor. Favor is what gives you grace by God. So it says, yet grace was given to each one of us, not indiscriminately, but in different ways, in proportion to the measure of Christ's rich and abundant gifts. So I just spoke to the measure of grace and how God gifts and gives it. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he bestowed gifts on men. We'll stop there for tonight because the ascension of Christ is what allowed you deliverance and freedom and, 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 and salvation through eternity. That's what saved us from eternal damnation. It is, it is the ascension of Christ. So it's not the cross. It's not the death, the burial and the resurrection. Cause here he got up by the power of the Holy spirit, but people leave out the ascension. A S C E N I S O N. If you want to put it in the chat, put it in there now. So if you notice, even when I pray a lot of times, if I'm speaking to death, burial and resurrection, I always add ascension because the ascension is how we move in power. The ascension is how the Holy Spirit works in us. Had he not ascended, then we would not have the Holy Spirit. Okay. That's the truth. That's the truth. So the ascension is a very important part of the process of, of, of God's deliverance for us, of his work on the cross. But it was that in which gave us the authority to move and be set free. For whom the son is set free is free indeed. And so he took captivity. He snatched the keys from Satan and he then brought us back out of captivity. So now we are no longer bound to Satan. Now we're no longer um, having to move in works and sacrifices and all of the things because the Lord Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice for every single sin, iniquity, transgression, and trespass. For every single thing, there is not one thing, not one sin that you could commit that has not been covered under the blood, but it is through and by the ascent 
ascension of God into the heavenly realm that allows the captive to be free. And so you must know that you are also ascended. God ascended. He, <laughs> he said we are seated in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. We're seated with him, okay? And the enemies are footstool, meaning he's beneath us. And so kings use footstools, right? Because they have a throne. All kings have a throne and a footstool. And so he said, I will make your enemy your footstool. So when God, when you came into salvation, when God received you into his sonship, you then was able to ascend like Christ and seated next to him with the same authority that is shared. So God has gifted and given you through the inheritance and made you a co-heir to the kingdom. You are a co-heir ascended. So a lot of you are fighting for things from things from the wrong position with the wrong posture. And so you're fighting from a lowly place when you should be fighting down, right? You should be fighting from the throne. You should be fighting from a place of authority seated next to Christ. And so all the things that are in heaven, you have access to because that's where you live. That's your domain. That's your dominion. That's where you reside. So when Satan is coming for your relationship, when Satan is coming for your marriage, he does not have that authority with you. You got the place where God dwells. Satan cannot come. Okay, so in the second heaven, he can, right? There's warfare in the second heaven. But where God is, <laughs> baby, that throne is covered by seraphims and cherubims and angels, and they're crying out and praying, holy, 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 holy. That's a holy place. That's holy ground. And you are called to be holy. You are called because there's a place in God next to God, seated with God, that allows you access. So when the enemy starts to have you around this thing, feeling broke, busted, and disgusted, you got to raise your head and remember that you have a scepter, you have a crown, you have a throne in the kingdom of heaven with him. And you can decree a thing, you can declare a thing, you can establish a thing, and it shall be so. You just got to know it. You just got to believe it. So you're like, you know what? This don't, this ain't looking good. This ain't looking right. This ain't, but I never seen Satan win a battle yet because he's already lost. He did. Remember it says when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. So prior to that, we were captive. So God don't have to go back to the, to the pits of hell to snatch the keys from Satan and do this all over again. What's done is done. What's said was said. So he said what he said and it ain't going to change. That's it. That's all. It's not going to change. It's not going to shift unless you change it. Unless you decide it. Now you have the authority to curse yourself. You have the authority to say, I don't believe this. I don't agree with this. I right. And God's like, well, that my word didn't say that you said that I didn't say that. And then you're mad because the manifestation of what you believe God was going to do. You let doubt creep in, you let unbelief creep in and all of the things that did not allow you to take hold of what was yours to take hold. So Satan is not a contender though. He contends with your life, though he attacks you, though he tempts you, though he may 
may touch you. He has no authority to be in even in the same vicinity as you because you guys are not equally ranking. Mm -hmm. You're not. He's beneath you. He's beneath you. So you must learn. That's a, that's a subordinate. Satan is a subordinate. Sub, below, beneath, beneath your feet. What does Luke 10 and 19 say? That he give it, what did God say? What did God say? Get, open your Bibles. If you got your Bibles with you, I'll, I'll declare the scripture right now. He said, we have give, he has given us the authority to trample and tread upon every serpent and scorpion and over all power of the enemy. What does it say? Trample and tread. How do you trample and tread over a thing? You do it with your feet. You don't do it with your head. So that means he's not above you. Even in, the even in the second heaven where the warfare is going on, he's still not above you. He's still beneath you because you're in the third heaven. Know your position. Know where you at, sis. Know where you at, brother. Know who you are. Know where you at and fight from the place in which you are seated, from the place in which you sit. So the devil can't come and, and two-piece you. The devil can't come and touch you. The devil, he can't come. He can't do it. He can't do, he can try. He can attempt. He can touch you. But you send fire to him. And you let him know what it is. You let him know what it is. You're touching me. You ain't got no business over here. You ain't got no business near my throne. You ain't got no business touching my family. You ain't got no business touching my husband. You ain't got no business touching my wife. Who is you, Satan? I'm just going to bow down to you. I bow down to the living God. There is nothing and no one that I fear but the Lord. I, there is nothing you can do. For God said what? In 2 Timothy 1 and 7, he said, for I, he did not give you what? The spirit of fear, but of power, one, love, there it is again, love, and a sound mind. So why are you letting the saints of God drive you crazy? Says who? Not me, not I, says the cat. Not I, you can go crazy. You can go insane. You can be tormented. You can be harassed. You can be, but me, not me, not me, not me, not me. So fear not, fear the Lord. But Satan ain't nobody to fear. Satan ain't nobody to fear. He's already defeated. He's a defeated foe. So ain't nothing he can do, nothing he can say. He can pull up on his best day and he still can't touch you on your best day. Remember, God, Satan is not a contender. He ain't in the same weight class. Understand that Satan is not in the same weight class. There's a weight and a ranking in, a, in the spirit. There's an authority in the spirit and Satan is not in the same. So that's like a lightweight fighting. If you know anything about boxing, it's like a lightweight fighting a heavyweight. Baby, you a heavyweight in the spirit. <laughs> You and if you ain't one, come to become one in the name of Jesus. If you ain't one, become one. T tell the tell tell Satan tonight. Those that are listening, tell the devil tonight. I'm a heavyweight. You're not even in my weight class, my boy. You're not in my weight class. 
You're not in my weight class, so you will never be a contender. You cannot contend with me. You cannot contend with me. You cannot contend with me on any way on your best day. You cannot contend because I am not in the same ranking nor the same authority as you. Period. So as the Lord leads you guys, as we go forth over these 21 days, I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing y'all because I believe these next 21 days is going to be fire. They're going to be fire. God said, do it. I'm going to show up. I ain't got no program, no agenda, no nothing. I am flowing with the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray. We're going we gonna to let the Spirit of God move. We're going to prophesy. We're going to, to seek the word of the Lord in the area of marriage, however he leads us. I pray that tonight bless you. I pray that you receive some nuggets to take back to your time in the Spirit with him. I pray that God begins to reveal and release his divine measures of grace and favor and help and healing and wholeness in the name of Jesus, healing for your marriage, healing for your, for that spouse, healing for those trauma wounds, healing for their waiting season, for those that are waiting, healing for those that are impatient, but are growing that muscle of patience in the name of Jesus. Those that are trying to endure the season of long suffering, you will not suffer long, but God, will watch you, cover you, help you, heal you, carry you. God is with you. Just glean and lean on the Father, my God. Just call out on his name, Abba, Father. Thank you, Father. I love you, Father. Though I know that there is trouble all around me, Father, I know that the spirit of the living God not only dwells inside of me, but you are all around me. You are above me. You are beneath me. You are around me. You surround me. My, my mind is surrounded and covered by the spirit of the living God. My heart is covered. Father, guard my eye gates. Father, guard my ear gates. Father God, that any infiltration, any manipulation, any intimidation by the enemy, he might use your husband. He may use your wife to attack you, to come for your identity, to come for your purpose, to come for your destiny, but even they can't have it. For you forsake all things, all others. God says, I am above your mother and your father, your kids, and all that you have, I am first. Glory be to God. It is me. It is me. And only me. And only me. But if you what in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first what the kingdom of God, what and all of his righteousness, what and all of these things will be added unto you. So if you're looking for peace, get it from the kingdom of God, not from your spouse, not from your partner, not from nothing else. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, not second, not third, not last. He says, seek ye first. So if you're looking to be loved, if you're looking to receive love, if you're looking for peace, if you're looking for self-control, whatever you're looking for, it is found by the spirit of the living God, not outside of it, not 
it's not in part. Listen, it is by itself. You must partner with the Holy Spirit. You must ask and align your will with God's will with the Spirit of God. It ain't going to work no other way. It ain't going to work. You got to stay and pray. You got to stay and pray. You got to stay and pray. Stay, you sticking beside him. Who's sticking beside Jesus? Who's sticking behind? Who's sticking? Are you a prisoner for the Lord? Are you a prisoner for the Lord? Are you bound to him? Will you forsake all others for him? That's what we're here to talk about today. Not the man you're married to, not the woman you're married to, but to God first. Glory be to God. Father, we thank you for this word that has gone forth today. Father, we thank you for the help that has come upon us tonight. Father, we thank you that the manifested wisdom has come upon us to move and to have our being in you. So, Father, I thank you that until we meet again, my God, until we meet again, that you will keep us, that you will cover us, that you will carry us into our next in Jesus name. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Have your way, Lord. So for all of you that um, come on Tuesdays, I will be back on Tuesday, Lord willing. Lord willing, because I only follow his lead. So um, Lord willing, we will be back. That's the plan on Tuesday at 7 p.m. It may or may not be me. It may or may not. But nonetheless, I know that we'll be here. Just, 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 just pause because there's a lot going on right now. Um, but I'm continuing to pray. I'm continuing to um, see God. I'll be showing up and coming as the Lord leads me over this time. And so our time together on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and even in addition to that, if he has me to come on and give a word or release a word any other time, I will. It may be random. So make sure you click your notification bells. Make sure you are have your notifications on for those on YouTube, um, uh, Facebook. I don't know if, if this got that or not, or if it, I don't know. Um, there's not a lot of people that follow me from Facebook. Most of you guys are on YouTube or TikTok. But that being said, make sure that your notifications are on because if the Lord has me to come on and an impromptu time, I'm going to be obedient to that. I will be obedient to that. If you follow my YouTube, you can catch the, the replay or something on the YouTube. But prayerfully, we want the right now, right now, Rama. We want the right now because there's certain portals that open up that will deliver you, that will bring blessings and gifts and all sorts of things. Not that we come for that, just that. We come to um, enter into God's presence. But um, I really want you all to really seek him. Right. Though we do a lot corporately here in this 21 days, I want you to be intentional and I want you to sit with the Holy Spirit about your individual plan, about your plan with him. Um, and maybe God gives you another plan within the 21 days. But I am on it. I am with you and I will be coming here and we will be discussing marriage over the next 20 days. We're going to be praying and fasting and pushing through. God bless you. May God keep you. I love each and every one of you until we see and meet again. God bless you and good night. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Thank you for listening and allowing us to be a part of your spiritual journey and growth in Christ. Listen to fresh new episodes weekly on Wednesdays to be equipped with the tools, knowledge, and strategies needed to dispossess the enemy, take dominion, and be delivered into the promises of God. No more wilderness wanderings, warriors. Walk in your purpose and discover your identity where you are free to be me flawed and free. If you were blessed and empowered by today's show, we would appreciate your sown seed of support through donations and charitable giving as led by the Holy Spirit. You can go now to theflawedandfree.com slash give. That's theflawedandfree.com slash give. Or you can cash app us at dollar sign flawed free on Cash App. We are a nonprofit organization with a 501c3 designation. So all gifts, donations, and sown seeds of support that are given are also tax deductible. Thank you for your seed, for we know that it is placed in good soil, and we pray that you agree. So God bless and live your best life in Christ. Love you later. Till next time.